we're back. Hello. Another slow grift here with Colin and Scott. Yes, we're back. We've been kicked off. No, yeah, we uh, uh, we got another strike on our account, and uh, then they let us back on. So here we are. So hopefully, uh, this topic doesn't get us totally right. banned. So I'll just say, believe the media, believe the herd, believe the experts, become the consensus, and have a good night. That's yeah. Show. Whatever the uh, the AI uh, fact check that pops below this video, uh, we agree with it. So, hundred um, percent. Thank you for guiding us uh, towards the light. Yeah, and righting uh, our wrongs. Uh, important because we are talking about a very sensitive subject today, and uh, it is. Say. <laughs> Well played, sir. Thank you. I was waiting for that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and now it's time for church chat. Oh, well, that was not uh, okay. <laughs> you tried. interesting. You tried. Church chat would be nice after this episode, I suppose. Oh, yeah. We, we might be able to unwind with that. Yeah. I went to church, actually, recently. Oh, how was that? It was it was good. It was in Florida. We were down in Florida visiting family and um, some of the some of our cousins go to. They're really into church, really into Jesus, really into God, mm. um, and really into um, calling my son a white supremacist Nazi. No, no. <laughs> which uh, which was brought up again. We went out to dinner with them, and it's like. I could just see him like this is an uncle just looking at my son, you know, like, oh my God, because he's Dutch, mm. you know. So obviously, there's some feelings there when the Dutch were so quick to just lay down for the Nazis. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, I could see it in his face. He wanted to say something. That he said something. And he actually tried to get my son to stick up his arm in a Nazi salute. <laughs> At dinner. Oh, boy. <laughs> At a sushi restaurant. Yeah, that's appropriate. I mean, I think so, right? The Japanese, <laughs> they would have been like, hey, <laughs> but uh, discount, best price. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he did apologize the next day. Lord. Like, first thing. And yeah, I, I thank God for that. That's That was nice because... Hey... I don't want to be nice about that kind of stuff, man. But uh, church was good. It was, uh, they were talking about revivals. Um, and this is a church considered, I didn't think it was too crazy. It was like they played guitar, drums, keyboard. You know, they had a bunch of, bunch of songs, about five singers up front. And then the preacher came on, gave a sermon. And then I think they led off with, a couple more songs maybe so nothing like i've ever been to in my life um i'm used to like traditional mass type stuff not catholic but you know like hymnals that's what i like that's what i always loved about church mm. is the hymnals and stuff like that 
and the sermons. I like sermons. But um, yeah, I guess this would be considered. wasn't too crazy, but I guess it's considered. This guy, I looked him up, um, and it's considered evangelical. And I was like, you know, you always hear about all oh, the evangelicals, the cult, and all these evangelicals are ruining America. Trump's an evangelical. Down with the evangelicals. I'm like, dude, they're just singing songs with guitar. Like they're progressive as, you know, all get out. So. Yeah, I, I guess it comes in all all stripes, but they just don't tell you that because they want to paint that narrative. Yeah, um, yeah. Evangelical, I don't even know what that is, to be honest. Evangelizing, isn't that all religion? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's probably a very broad category that, I, yeah, I'm not familiar with and maybe could touch on in another episode. Yeah, um, it just makes me think like that you just, they want, like they, other people, Maybe non-believing people in anything um, just want you to believe what you believe and shut up about it. And because if you speak about it, you're evangelizing, and that's obviously evil. Yeah, uh, you but, can only evangelize when you don't call it evangelizing, though. Right. Or when you're <clears throat> when you're opposing it, evangel evangelizing, then it's not evangelizing because it's not we're opposing religion, so we're not a religion, right? Yeah, like safe and effective. That's not evangelizing. No. <laughs> no, because that is the word, the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which kind of brings me to the topic for the night, which is uh the topic of Satan and uh why that thing or entity or concept. I don't know if you've noticed this, but where I'm at specifically, it's really trendy. How so? Oh, I, I just, I just hear uh, more people my age talking um, about Satan in a positive light, or a thing of more, just like more interested <laughs> in it, more endearing, uh, more endeared to it than. God, and I. The, what do you mean like you're out at a bang bang and somebody's like, "Hey, can I tell you how Satan touched my life today?" <laughs> or like, <laughs> no, it's it's it. usually it's usually in passing, and it's honestly, I think it's because a lot of people in in Denver, but also other urban areas, are more uh, atheists than anything, mm -hmm. so. I think God is like a, it's like a bad word to some people, just that idea. Mm -hmm. um, and I think our generation has become alienated from organized religion. And uh, this is actually a question I was going to ask you, but in terms of people our age and you're kind of in an urban setting or you're, mm -hmm. you're at least close to it. Um, Careful, buddy. I'm in Southeast Michigan. Careful. <laughs> playing the word urban around here. <laughs> we, well, I'm saying uh, in terms of your location, not the people there. Right. Uh, but, I, yeah, I think well, what I was going to ask you is, wh what would you say the primary religion of um, 
millennials in cities is uh queer Ooh. okay lgtb yeah B. yeah um or anti-racism mm-hmm. yeah nothing religious though i mean or, or scientism it's more you, yeah it's scientism more, yeah no i thought you were talking about scientology but yeah scientism yeah it's like secular society most i would say intellect most people my age are would probably identify as if you had to narrow it down or probably agnostic but more likely at least depending on the circle that i'm in to be to lean towards atheism in that way yeah yeah that um you're either hanging you're either onto something or you're hanging around with really young people like 19 and 20 year olds because i th- feel like i noticed that more when i was that age because mm. everybody always asks you know what do you believe in what, what this and that it's, like, it's pretty common i think like when you're young don't mm-hmm. you like what do what do we believe in um but it's different time too um but yeah but most people were agnostic you know it was always like even my, even me, like I was like, well, I, I believe in something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I just a didn't feel comfortable putting a name to it, or um, b I just didn't know, you know. Yeah, and I, I would say I'm less um, agnostic than I used to be. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself any particular religion, but I'm more. Uh, you know, a believer in a higher power than I have at have been at any point in my life. Um. Yeah. So and so I'm, but even that, I mean, the the conversation just generally doesn't come up, um, that often. I mean, it depends on the friend, but it's just not. Um, in a lot of circles, it's. I pretty much am under the assumption that like, yeah, we're uh, that there's not many people who would identify as being a Christian or uh, even liking the idea of God. But I, I noticed that um, in that circle or in, in that uh, milieu, people are still seeking spirituality and there, for whatever reason, whether you want to call it the left-hand path or, um, you know, just like different ideas within like, whether it's paganism or witchcraft or, or Satanism. Um, I mean, where you just rattled <laughs> off those three like, distinguishing <laughs> characteristics. Uh. Yeah. I, I, it's just whether that's because it's uh, wh- whatever that reason is, which I think there's, probably everyone has their own different reason, but it's a topic that I've wanted to explore because it's something that I've been picking up on. Um, I have my own opinion on it, but I wanted to go in with an open mind because, uh, you know, it's easy for anyone to be like, well, what? (laughs) Like, that's kind of crazy. Or uh, what are you talking about? Why do you believe whatever it is that you believe? Um, Even when it comes to this topic, So, uh, let me share my screen here. 
okay and get this uh clip rolling but when you say you're having like you're hearing this come up more and more are you you think more and more people because you you, you're obviously not talking about any in-depth conversations no i don't i don't really i haven't pressed the subject when it has come up so people are kind of more memeing about it like quibbing or like interjecting satan into places where really it wouldn't make sense to do so uh sometimes it comes up in that way um you know i think sometimes it's been just this the topic is brought up Uh and the response is like kind of positive towards that idea or like whether it's satanism or witchcraft or and this is with you know a, a few friends more often than not but um the general vibe that i've gotten and and especially especially being in the music scene um which i'm not as much anymore but uh, certain venues i'd go to i i didn't know that somebody was like practicing practicing witchcraft for sure but you get the vibe you know you kind of pick up on the style and like oh that's not a shock um which in and of itself is interesting that you can pick up on that and again i'm not like uh, a fire and brimstone kind of person uh where i'm like oh the devil but at the same time i'm like huh the devil what what makes people attracted to this idea in modern life in particular and i came upon this is just a trailer for the movie uh, Hail Satan, which was a documentary, a documentary released. Uh, Hail Satan? Question mark. I should say. All right. Should I tell you over this quick? Yeah, if you need to. Um, this is definitely <laughs> if it might be useful. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, it kind of gives a little summary of the modern. Uh, roots of Satanism, at least in the last 10 years. All right, you want to pull our logo off that? Oh, sure. Nice. Whoops. No worries. If you're watching, I don't know if you're... This is slow grift if you haven't figured it out by now. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, we're we're learning as we go. Um, So here we go. It's a beautiful day here at the state capitol. Great day to be a Satanist. I believe it, and I'm very excited about it. We're not what you think we are. Satanic Temple was an idea between a handful of people directly confronting authority. This makes life fun. State officials have put up a Ten Commandments monument on government property. Satanists are demanding equal rights. I am a tax-paying member of Arkansas, and I don't want that there. They just want to irritate. The Satanic Temple says you also need to put up our monument to Satanism. As a Satanist, I believe that confronting injustice is an expression of one's Satanic faith. You see Christian theocracy just creeping itself into our government, and it is our duty to stand up to this. We want people to evaluate the United States being a Christian nation. It's not. We are supposed to be a nation that doesn't allow the government to dictate what is appropriate religious expression. Satanists sue Missouri. 
if we're being sued by the satanic temple. We got to be doing something right. It's our goal to shut down their agenda, which is to bring death and destruction. You guys are horrible people. Is this how everyone that's different is treated? It is out of not only Satanism, but patriotism that I am motivated. Satanism is looking out for the other because we are the other. I am following a code of ethics, having fellowship with brethren. Why can't that be a religion? We do indeed invoke Satan. We have gone from three people to 50,000. There's no doubt that this is my life's work. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Not bad. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, according to the Satanic Temple, uh, they pretty much got started uh, as a way to do political activism against uh, religion encroaching on government, or at least that's what their their reasoning is for we you know doing these things. So they they're almost they're pretending or they're acting um, in a way to troll other people who are being religious. This is just the uh, reasoning that I've come to understand where they're coming from. Um, and I kind of understand that, but it is bizarre to purely define yourself based on trolling the other side. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, a lot of their philosophy is based on the other. Like, yeah, I thought that was interesting in that clip where the guy was like, um, we have to protect the other because we are the other, but right, right. they themselves are defining themselves as the other, the, the opposition, the adversary to God or, you know, Christianity or religion. I think there's also an attempt to, to validate them either as well to say we're the other meaning if you have one you have you have both you have the mm -hmm. other yeah that's interesting I was at a, I'm trying to think of the artist's name um she was really she was a bedroom artist made an album uh rock really good at the guitar she really likes David Byrne. Mm, oh, you're talking about uh, uh, Annie. St. Vincent? Yeah, St. Vincent. So I was at a show of hers. And it's interesting. I just figured this out maybe actually today or now after listening to this. like Because she went during in between her songs, she was she would acknowledge the other, you know, all the others, quote unquote. Hmm. And I was like, what's she talking about? And then I for a long time, I thought, oh, maybe she thinks she's an alien, you know, and she's just talking about the other race on Earth, or it was just so, I don't know what the word for it is, like, glib, it's not glib, but it's, hmm. uh, it's like when people talk in codes, and they don't, they want to sound cryptic. smarter, yeah, cryptic, but it's more like, it's a type of cryptic communication, where it feels like, you were trying to make yourself into more than you are by being cryptic. Hmm. And I feel like I've done it when I was a teenager. 
you know, play Sly or like, you know, just to, but that, but I was doing that to bring people interested in me. You know, obviously all these people are here to see her play music. They're interested in her. So it was like, but it was very, it felt very culty. And maybe that's what, that's what the nod was to is just, they were all Satanist. Hmm. Cause I noticed in that trailer, they all kind of look the same. <laughs> well, they, they kind of, um, it's like, you know, goth style, some of it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I notice it, you know, people who are nerdy or, you know, listen to metal music or, you know, like certain things. There, there's a an archetype to the people who would might go to that um, to that temple or that scene. But, you know, I, I, I'm sure there's I mean, there was some diversity in the in the people interviewed there, at least. Um, you thought but, so? Oh, I mean, maybe not. Uh, at least on the surface, I don't know. I mean, there's that guy who almost seemed like he could be a Southern Christian, but he was saying it about Satanism. And then there's, you know, the predictably, um, like what you might imagine would be somebody who's goth or, you know, dressed a certain way, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it it kind of so when when I dove down this this rabbit hole and just tried to understand where at least uh, a lot of people are coming from with it, I think at least in their head, I don't. According to what they say, it's not about worshiping Satan. It's just a way to. fight back against whatever it is they believe or have a sense of community. Um, but I, I find it really strange because I don't know if you know anything about the satanic temple, uh, but they claim as members that they don't believe in Satan and they don't worship him. Correct. Correct. Right. Yeah. Which is something that I've always, you know, as somebody who likes to be true to, what I believe and what words I use and how I define reality and make sense of it. It's very uh, unsettling to think about calling myself something I inherently don't believe in or defining myself by something that is like a logical uh, it's illogical. Yeah. Counterintuitive. Counterintuitive. Yeah. Yeah. Or to like your movement or. Yeah, I mean, if somebody asks you, like, oh, what do you believe? What are you? And the thing you believe is something you don't believe. It's very, it's like, I don't know if solipsistic is the right way to phrase it, but it's almost like <laughs> uh, it, it leaves you in a state of, at least for me, like kind of confusion. Um, and maybe that's the point. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll dive in further to it uh, with this clip uh, from bear with me. Uh, This is one of the spokespersons that I could find on YouTube describing uh, what number four, what Satanism is to them. And awesome little SJW. Perfect. Um, But that's, 
that's on no, brand. That's on brand. So let's let's have them because I, I want to. I, I don't want to just say you know oh, this this is this is my perspective on it. Like I, I want to you know hear it from them personally. No, that's, and then, that's, and then good. Can... that's good. And I I say on brand because the the exposure I have to Satanists they they're saving the world from God. Mm. Mm. So. That's, that's about right. Yeah. The devil. Now to get into the frequently asked questions. Do I worship the devil? No. We don't believe in the devil. That is some Christian lore, y'all. You know that the devil is a Christian construct, right? Satan is the Latin word for adversary. Or okay, what this, so why put the, the lightning bolt on it? <laughs> like, okay, okay, sorry. Keep no, so Satan works as a symbol to represent individuality and liberty, self-liberty. Oh. Basically, do what's best for your own damn life as long as you're not hurting anybody. That is important. As long as you're not hurting anybody, do whatever you please. Satanists used to be considered atheists, but now we're considered atheists because we believe I am God. I am Satan. I okay. am everything. That's, that's solipsistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it is meaning and when did satanism ever when was that ever atheism i don't this is well, the problem i have with these clips colin is they never explain their assertions mm. she asserts that it, satanists used to be atheists before they changed but there's no evidence of this i yeah you know and this is the problem with <laughs> these the, these postmodern philosophies or ideologies or religions is like uh, when you change meaning, like the meaning of words that much, um, then it can kind of be whatever. As she said, as long as you're not harming another person, you know, you can have you are you are God. But it's very self-referential. So what I, if my world is defined by myself then i don't have uh, <laughs> a, a, a way to to speak universal truth in a sense that someone else could maybe pick up on and i don't know at least that's kind of how i take took it but um you know there's a there's a clip later i'm going to show breaking this down from a christian perspective but Breaking this this clip down? Not this this, this clip. The, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. The, okay. the whole philosophy. Yeah, because I'm like, first of all, like, okay, let me just put out my perspective so you have it while we go through this. Is the whole obfuscation and the whole we don't believe in Satan, although we call ourselves Satanists, which would assume you believe in Satan, but saying, oh no, we don't. No, it's a Christian concept, right? <laughs> we're defining ourselves. Like, by yeah, it. and I'm I'm willing to bet if she laid out the Christian construct, it would contradict everything she's saying. Um, meaning, like they they would believe in Satan, or yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, like, what I'm saying here is that as she's going through with this educational video she's basically contradicting herself oh she'll contradict herself within the same 
sentence. Sentence, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I'm sure you'll pick up on it. Yeah. And I feel like that can only be done. <laughs> no, not <laughs> let me let me walk that back. Not only done, because people do it all the time. But if you were presenting your case that you're a Satanist and but don't actually believe in Satan, and then you do these things that are so contradictory, I feel like either you're a fool and Satan has you <laughs> or you're a liar and you do believe in Satan. Yeah. Either way, it's, it's not good. No. Right. <laughs> that's, that's how I, I yeah. feel. About it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's confused. It's confusing. And in that confusion, it allows for all these contradictions, which yeah. if you base your life on a contradiction, then doesn't that open the door for all these things to become gray areas because you're, I don't the ground 100%. that you stand on is is, sh- is very yeah. shaky. Yeah. Uh, that's you know that's kind of my. Uh, I it almost it would make more sense if you are just saying that you worship Satan. I, I would make it. I wouldn't still wouldn't agree with it, but at least it'd be like, oh, okay. Well, what, what's your argument there? Yeah, but it just it, sounds it, very <laughs> sophomoric. Like yeah, it, yeah, like trying to present an argument in. Even the, the ones at top that get interviewed, like that the guy with the funky eye that's uh-huh. like, yeah, he's trying to pose as the Antichrist right? by wearing a contact. <laughs> like even I've I've heard him explain it. And it's this like intentional confusion where you just you talk in circles. It's like the Marilyn Manson type. Yes. You just yeah, like yep. let me just confuse you, and the confusion is the point. <laughs> the confusion is my statement the confusion is my evidence that you know we're doing something good which because if i got you can it's just like that whole cryptic thing where of the others it's like let me if i can confuse you it means i'm better than you mm-hmm. and in that line what separates them from any sort of bible thumping you know evangelical well, we, because we believe something we don't believe in, it's like uh, way more deep, man. Right. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I'm not just trying to spend this whole episode shit talking people who may believe in this or or uh, no, no, no. That's you know, because I I'm honestly wanting to just start a conversation about it and um. Uh, you know, just get a better understanding of, at the very least, what people who claim to be Satanists believe. And it is it is kind of a challenge to try to relate to and understand these belief systems. Yeah, I don't think it's possible, but I'm Upside open. down. I'm open <laughs> you know, yeah, and that's, you know, we're trying. That's yeah. intention matters, which is, is, again, why I have a problem with uh, this type of philosophy. Yeah. And if there's understanding to be understood, then let's overstand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, it gets uh, worse, but (laughs) (laughs) let's, let's let her continue. Yeah. Number three, rituals and sacrifice. Another frequently asked question. Do Satanists perform sacrifices? (laughs) No. Yes. No, no. Again, we do not believe. (laughs) Right. no yes no uh, is that is that clear yeah, put it on the witness stand 
Yeah, she, yeah, okay. Higher power that is going to come down and fix our problems. There's no such thing as praying it away in Satanism. And since we don't pray to a higher power, there is nobody to sacrifice to. Any sacrifices you hear of are not at the hands of Satanists, even if they claim to be. We don't sacrifice animals. We don't sacrifice babies. We don't sacrifice humans. Are we all clear? Here's another frequently asked question. Does Satanism support the abuse of children? Now this one is too important. So I'm going to let the Church of Satan speak for themselves. Satanism has strong rules prohibiting sexual activity with children or non-human animals. And this is all despite the horror of the satanic panic in the Because there's non-human animals and human animals. <laughs> yeah, are, like we all, are we all clear on that definition? Well, you know, dogs are people too. My cat <laughs> is very human. Because, you know, definition, human, animal. Okay. Yeah, they're talking about cats, man. We're beasts. Yeah. 1980s, where many people believed that satanic cults were ritually sacrificing and sexually abusing young children, which they weren't. It was like a modern day witch hunt. I guess witch hunts were modern as well in the scheme of things. Like they weren't dinosaurs. In Satanism, sexual activity is only advocated between two consenting adults. May I add, Satanism, the only religion to add consent into their decree. In fact, if a Church of Satan member abuses children sexually or otherwise, their membership is automatically terminated without the possibility of reinstatement. We do, however, have rituals. Greater magic or ritual practice is an emotional purge of sorts. You may see things like hoods or black clothing or pentagrams, but the pageantry of ritual is a drama meant for emotional stimulation. We're not calling on demons to haunt your underwear drawer. Um, that would be dope, though. I so we're not doing that, but that'd be cool. But, uh, well, not only that, but... It's just to, to make you feel something. But yeah. we don't know what that is. Isn't that... like? Yeah. We want you to feel how we feel. <laughs> Confused? <laughs> yeah. I would do that if I could, but unfortunately, they don't exist. Why do you want demons in I always want demons in my pants. <laughs> Number two, symbolism. Despite our anti-ritual rituals and steadfast belief in essentially nothing, we do understand that symbolism is important for the human psyche. Does that make sense? Our anti-ritual rituals. It's like the anti, the anti-racist, anti-whatever. Right, and she said they don't believe in anything. But yet she has all these like very drawn-out explanations of belief. And she's very concerned about making sure that you know what she doesn't believe. Uh-huh. It's just, it's odd. This is odd. Do you it's, think she she wrote this herself? Um, you know, she probably had some help from people at BuzzFeed. I don't know who Snarled is. Uh, <laughs> uh, this this account that I found, but Snarled. I think it's a BuzzFeed BuzzFeed thing. Nice. Uh, but she, you can tell she's she is the target audience for this kind of true yeah ideology yeah. or whatever that yeah. doesn't make sense but really makes sense but do, like 
Some, somebody things, that wants to talk yeah. but not really think. Yeah, it sounds yeah. it sounds deep. That this is a lot of this philosophy is, and, and it's kind of sophistry in that way. Where it, if you don't pay attention to it too much, it almost sounds like it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but sorry about that. Upon examination, it just uh, it breaks down for me. But you know, she there's a there's more. People need symbolism and repetition in order to associate big ideas. Just like when you're learning the ABCs, you learn it via song because it's easier to learn that way via just speaking the ABCs. Here are some things that other religions have projected onto Satanism. And we've kind of adopted because we like to spoke. <laughs> the number of the beast, or six, <laughs> Is that six. right? Satanists believe in the power of science, so in that regard, numbers are very important. But that is the only significance of numbers. 666 is nothing but a silly number that seems to freak people out. So we like to say it. Another example of projected symbolism is the inverted cross. The cross holds no significance for Satanists, so an upside-down cross is just a shape. I know, shocking. I saw The Exorcist too. Turns out, just a movie. Now here's something I can get behind. Baphomet. Baphomet, who some confuse with the goat of Mendez, represents what Satanism means to me. Baphomet mm. is the duality of man, good and evil. We are all both things, and then to ignore one side of yourself <laughs> makes you an Did angel. you see that? What, Go back one? to her little graphic. The duality. As a means to me. Baphomet is the duality of man. Good and... <laughs> what did she circle? Evil. And she crossed, and crossed out. out. Yeah, so she's Are choosing you a side of duality. Here. Yeah, it, it's not just an awareness. It's a no. defining We're of... We're not the, celebrating the whole duality. We are the other. We are the evil. But yeah. it's all... We're, but we're good. <sighs> yeah, it's hard. it's hard to follow. Um, oh no, it's easy to follow. <laughs> it's just hard, hard to believe <laughs> that this is real. At what it's, yeah, it, I guess it's hard to follow in the sense of how is anyone making sense of it? I don't know. I, I well, just, other than that, I, it's, I don't like being lied to either. Yeah. And I know she's lying to me. Uh, on top of stuff like this slide. Who obviously probably wasn't her decision, but somebody's in there. <laughs> yeah, they're confused too. Yeah. And evil. We are all both things, and to ignore one side of yourself makes you an incomplete person. And you'll never be happy. I promise. Just do get you a religion who can do both. <laughs> Number one, the nine satanic statements. Haha, <laughs> card carrying member. This is a card that reminds me of the nine satanic statements that I will share with you. These are the pillars of Satanism. This is everything we believe in a nutshell. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy for all creatures in accordance with reason. In accordance with reason is important because that means if somebody's trying to harm you, protect yourself. Or if somebody's a dick, protect yourself. The struggle for justice is ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. We believe in science, justice, and empathy. And if something is threatening those three things, you have every right to protect yourself, protect those around you. And that is very pertinent to 2017. 
Protect yourselves, people. Fight against the institutions that be. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. That means you are your own guardian. You are your own keeper. I am God. I am Satan. I am the walrus. Cuckoo kachoo, you demons. The freedom of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon that freedom of another is to forego your own. Everybody has the right to believe their own thoughts and believe their own will, even if that opposes your own. Beliefs should conform to our best scientific understanding of the world. We should take care never to distort scientific fact to fit our beliefs. You hear that, global warming? You hear that? People are- How, how convenient. <laughs> is she uh, against global warming? Oh, no, I'm sure she's in favor of it. But it, it yeah, it is very, uh, yeah, it's coming from the, I guess that's how they see the people who are climate denialists or whatever. But I, you hear <sighs> but, that global warming, it almost sounds like it was a shot at scientists that alter. You know, for some for somebody who worships the self, I don't think she has a lot of self-awareness. Somebody's got in that production studio. <laughs> so yeah, somebody's pushing some button. If we make a mistake, we should do our best to rectify it and resolve any harm that may have been caused. If you make a mistake, you can't pray away that mistake. You have to own up to the mistake and deal with the consequences. Just say you're sorry. We all went to kindergarten. Say you're sorry and be sorry. That's the thing. Thank you, Annie. Keep that in. I like that. No, I like it. Collaboration. That's what Satanism is. Every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and in thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Meaning, you're a human. You live on this world. You live with other humans. Listen to each other. Love each other. And understand that just because something is written or just because somebody has told you something once does not necessarily make that thing true. <laughs> that is what Satanism means to me. By no means is this a decree from the church of Satan itself. I'm only me and I can only speak for me. But I love it and I'm passionate about it. So if you have any questions, please comment below. Anything I didn't I'm confused again. What are all those tenants just from her? That's yeah, her. She's, she certainly made it sound that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I think there's a lot of holes here because when you're saying pretty much it, truth is relative to whatever it is that you want it to be and as long as you don't harm anybody then it's fine. You can be whoever you want to be, but also define yourself by this thing you don't believe in. Here's the tenets that uh we believe, but it's not uh, according to her. It's that's just my take on it. Like that's not necessarily what it is. Well, what is it? I don't know. I mean, when you put all this imagery together and you're saying all these different things, you know, somebody could come in and hear this type of ideology, especially if they were like, maybe a person who was trying to do evil, which I'm not saying that about, Satanist, but I could see that somebody like that might really like this type of ideology. Yeah, they might they might latch on to a few of those tenets to explain their behavior. Mm -hmm. Rationalize it, yeah. Especially the one 
about sacrificing no non-human animals. Mm-hmm. Well, every <laughs> human is an animal, so let's sacrifice some human animals. Yeah, and I felt like they were a non-human animal today. I mean, they were dressed as a furry, so <laughs> they identified as the non-human. Yeah. Uh, I can... I can go into the gray area real quick. Yeah. As we've seen with a lot of postmodern society. Yeah, I mean, I get your point. If if you're offering a religion full of gray area, Mm -hmm. you know, for someone with a shaky conscience to adopt and act through, this might be the one. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, people with bad consciences can can take any ideology. Of course, um, I mean, look at you Catholicism. Know. Yeah, yeah. Any any religion has that, but I can see that this this type of philosophy has that uh, as a bigger Achilles heel in some ways because a lot of people are confused in modern society, and this just adds to the confusion. And before you know it, I, I don't know. I mean, I could see how somebody could take it to that extreme if they were that type of person. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's not, that's not everybody, but it could be, Mm -hmm. uh, some people anyway. Uh, but you know, Anton LaVey, right. You, you know, the, the guy who founded the church of, uh, I think it's the Satanic Church. Yeah, I've seen him around. Was he an LA guy or San Francisco fellow or something? Yeah. And he kind of brought it in during the original counterculture movement in the 60s. Uh, it's a little Levian. Uh, Satanism is different from the Temple of Satan, but there's there's overlap. Uh, and so here's his I'd had uh, perspective on Satan, if you want right. to get this guy. Lies within oneself. I believe that man creates gods in accordance with his own needs, and if he doesn't, someone else will create them for him. Who or what is Satan to you? Satan is the essence of that which dwells within myself. Would you explicitate this? Satan is the pioneer, the inventor. Prometheus, Satan has always been the scapegoat, the other, as Thomas Saz, the psychiatrist, calls him. He has always <laughs> been the opposition to what has been established at the time, the counterbalance that creates change, that creates evolution, that sets the climate socially for modification because without this so-called evil there could be no change is that a hegelian philosophy to you which part well uh we're going to be the opposition the counterbalance to create evolution basically the synthesis between the one one side and the other so we're embracing the antithesis role to further along whatever it is it's just it, like yeah but you know. yeah i mean you would then have to make the argument that religion um would have been created 
intentionally to have this counter mm. religion. Wouldn't I, well, you? I don't necessarily think that. I think somebody could uh, see, and similar to how the Hegelian dialectic plays out, I don't think it's always an, an, this overarching greater uh, you know, conspiracy where they're both sides are controlled necessarily, but you could agitate uh, that process along if you were embracing the idea that in order to create some type of change, you have to have this conflict between uh, like a dialectic is, I think the like opposing uh, opposite ends on whatever spectrum you're talking about getting into conflict and then creating some type of synthesis from that opposition. Yeah. And that's my understanding of it. So I don't necessarily think that religion would have to be created to play that role. But if you're aware of that pattern, you could potentially manipulate it uh, to your end. Now, whether Anton LaVey is, I think he's probably aware of that on some level. I mean, that's, you know, kind of how uh, a lot of, movements uh play uh you know like receive their power i guess is by acknowledging the thing that they're opposing and embracing that opposition and in this case defining themselves by being the opposition yeah um, yeah he's definitely more intentional and thoughtful with his words than that other fellow oh yeah. oh you're saying that the satanic temple guy no, the one that we just watched. Oh, the that the, fella. That, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, because who knows? That could be their truth. Um, exactly. It's my truth. Yeah, but I, I do think he is uh, acknowledging that um, by embracing that there's there's something being created there. Um, whether he believes in it or not, I don't know. But I would also think that somebody like this who's going to embrace a role of opposition could be very easily turned into controlled opposition <laughs> because they're yeah. already defining themselves by what they oppose. Yeah. And in, in that way, you can steer somebody towards their opposite uh, a lot uh, simpler, I would think, or a lot uh, easier. Yeah, I would consider whoever this man serves more dangerous than your average millennial Satanist because it's mm -hmm. cool. Right. And I do think there are layers of uh, this type of this organization because it's not just, uh, I think, you know, similar to like a Freemason organization. There's yeah. the, the drinking club level and then there's the 33rd degree who might have a grander uh, perspective on it. Yeah. And, and more action, mm -hmm. more actionable on a deeper level. And I yeah. say that because he, he said that he came around the counterculture of the sixties. Well, that makes me trust it. Not mm -hmm. at all. <laughs> Doesn't it? Yeah. Talk about uh, being the opposition, the other. Yeah. That's very convenient. I will play this out. 
Mr. Lave, many of your critics and opponents of Satanism say that you are a businessman and a humbug and you're doing all this just to make your money. You are a show businessman, is that right? Well, I believe it's a Barnum and Bailey world. It's as phony as it can be, as the, to as the song, the popular song stated. And if I am a humbug and I am a phony, then everyone else is a phony too. And I feel that you have to be a certain bit of a showman in the world in order to get ahead, in order to attain your goals. You have to get people's attention. And in order to deny this aspect of recognition that each of us has, every animal, every living creature wishes recognition in some form or another. This is the whole concept of the mating process, is to be recognized. I think to deny this... I thought it was procreation. Honest and worst. <laughs> oh, okay. In other words, uh, you agree that you misuse people for your own purposes? Huh. Does he answer that question? No, it cuts out in this clip. Right on. Okay. It's not important. But... Yeah, the me. <laughs> it's nice how he twisted that. It perverts like that. the truth, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, the reason that people call, he didn't even answer his question about, you know, just being a businessman and a showman. He just said that the world, he defined the world as phony. And a circus or Barnum and Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh that was a real nice obfuscation. Oh yeah. There's a lot of out uh, exit strategies that can be initiated with this type of thinking. It kind of reminds me of Manson a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. Just in the like, way he answers those questions. Like yeah. kind of uh, not being yeah, not being direct, kind of talking around the issue, not wanting to yeah. answer the question. Being a little too, uh, you know, just I don't know. Call it squirrely. Squirrely, yeah. that's a good term. Yeah. yeah. But again, not super clear or direct in that way. Huh. Um, uh, and <clears throat> in terms of how that makes sense, uh, the dialectic. This is kind of a, a, you know, James Lindsay, he's, he's really, he's not talking about Satanism. I actually think he's, he himself is an atheist. He's more talking about uh, the dialectical inversion when it comes to politics and how um, that has played out within certain ideologies. But I think it, it also applies in some sense to, the philosophy of Satanism because it's acknowledging it's defining one's one thing by the other thing and then kind of manipulating that relationship to create this organization. Uh, and I see this pattern playing out when it comes to a lot of reactionary politics and how that's manipulated. But I found this clip, uh, was pretty interesting and you might find uh you know it has so in the dialectical oops, inversion sorry, it has uh, a relation to what we're talking about the technique this is what you run into all the time you're going to run into it again and again and again and again the bare essence of it is very simple it is 
this thing that we want to do, which is usually some kind of tyranny or control or abuse or manipulation, this thing that we want to do is always happening, no matter what. You don't even know that it's happening, but we know that it's happening. We're conscious of it where you're not. So now they've got superiority. The thing you're doing wasn't different, but now they're conscious of it. You're not. And, and this replies to religion. Mm -hmm. uh, we're aware of it. And, you know, kind of what he said about, uh, you know, it's, it's all fake. It's all, uh, you know, if, if that's fake, then I'm fake or if I'm fake, you know, it's, I'm within the opposite. Yeah. Look at all the things that are bad that are happening when you do it, because you're not even conscious of what you're doing. We, however, are more responsible because we are conscious that we're doing it and we're conscious of the problems you create when you do it. Therefore we deserve the power. You see how simple that is? So now all of a sudden, they could be, say, a science. This thing that you're doing, you call it science, but really it's just politics by another means. When you understand that we're both doing politics by, by different means, you can understand all the political implications of the science you're doing. You don't even know you're doing politics. You think you're doing science. And now there's all these political implications. You're not even aware you're doing politics. You're not even aware of the harms you're causing. Look how racist it is, sexist it is. Look how it upholds a bourgeois worldview. Look how it empowers people who look like you or act like you or think like you, et cetera. And we're aware of all these harms. Look at all the harms that it causes. The you know, racial minorities aren't taken seriously. They're excluded epistemically, blah, 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 right? This is the idea. There's all these harms. So we're going to consciously order this program which is more responsible than doing it without even realizing it, you poor, ignorant people. We're going to do politics by other means, scientific politics by other means, that we're conscious of and particularly designed to exactly negate the harms that we're calling you out for. Thus, we deserve power over the science. And that's how you end up with a science like feminist glaciology, where the science of studying glaciers has to import feminist theory in order to do it. What? thing i guess so I, I haven't looked at that uh part of that up but um yeah it's almost that higher it's that self-referential again uh hierarchy that's almost created by by saying like uh my religion's kind of reaction to your religion but i don't even believe my religion it's just you know but as a result of that there's a sense of like um I don't know, smugness that that's created because you uh, like I, what I believe is just to oppose what you believe, but I don't believe what I believe. But as a result of being on that meta level, I'm smarter than you. I'm, I'm more sophisticated or science yeah, superior, yeah. superior. Yeah. There's a, yeah. a certain sense of superiority there. And, you know, again, I think you could say that sometimes when it comes to the Christian religion and it depends on the um the church or the pastor but or the person <clears throat> right you know but it is again it to have your faith be defined by what you oppose and then what you also call yourself you don't really claim to believe in it's more a metaphor but one that doesn't even make a lot of sense uh it kind of defeats itself it just opens up a lot of uh i don't know just inverted reality yeah it's like being a chef like a baker you know like a 
anti cookie baker. And so instead of like baking healthy food, you just decide to make the most toxic cookies. You put oil in there, like motor oil instead of butter, you know, mm. put grains of sand in there instead of sugar. You know, you just make the nastiest cookie alive because you are against cookies. Hmm. Does that make sense? And then you try to get other people to eat them and believe that they're cookies. Yeah, I sorry. I I'm sorry I, too. I'm not smoking any weed. <laughs> I got distracted because I found out that our stream got kicked off of uh <laughs> Yeah, YouTube here, dude. for copyright uh, infringement. We must have really hit the censors with this topic. <laughs> Come uh, on, man. Uh, yeah. <sighs> but sorry. It's all good. I lost my train of thought there. Um, in re- in relationship to your baker metaphor, like. Do you need um, me to go back over? <laughs> I'm sorry. No worries. I'll do really, it. Yeah. Just, I'll, I'll boil it down real quick. It's just like. The, the analogy was the being an anti, you're a baker. So you bake things, you're against cookies. So instead of making healthy food, you just, you put in, you know, laundry detergent <laughs> or oil, motor oil, I said, instead of butter, sand instead of sugar. You just, you're hell bent on making the worst cookie possible. The cookie that doesn't make any sense because it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a cookie, and then offering that up as a cookie, yeah, and saying, "Well, all cookies suck." So this right, co- yeah, this, this cookie is a perfectly fine cookie. It's it's a perversion of the idea of what you're making, but that's the point. But it's right. still a form, like an intellectual form of. Uh, like it's a virus or a, a I yeah. would say a poison almost. Because you're still holding your mind. up through your dialectic, you're still holding up your perversion as valid. Mm-hmm. And instead it's just laughable. Like it, this, what what can be offered? Like this these these people are laughable to me. Like I can't take them seriously. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's it's hard to. Uh, it's because they uh, won't allow me to, and they're like, yeah. "Well, you, if if he's a dick, protect yourself." Wink, wink. Condom. Right. You know, right. Like stuff yeah. like that. Like I can't take that seriously. I mean, I may not agree with all religions, but when I listen to people who are passionate about those religions or truly believe in those religions, they're interesting to listen to because I take them seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there's, you know, and I appreciate a level of trolling, but to define your life philosophy by something that is basically trolling and potentially the most innocent form of it, it's still, uh, you're left kind of with a shallow philosophy that is open to a lot of interpretation. And then also, uh, because it's it, it's so nihilistic yeah, that it, it doesn't right. have any any grounding and so it, it's a mishmash of things and even the the most 
well spoken, which I don't think our last presenter necessarily was. Uh, even more well spoken people than her have a hard time really boiling it down and making sense of it. Anton LaVey's explanation had to be kind of um, disguised in some philosophical gobbledygook that yeah. kind of makes sense, but again, is leaves you a little bit more confused with a degree of, tr of truth, but then it, it becomes self-defeating at some point. So <clears throat> it's but if not you're stoned yeah. all the time. You don't catch that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're searching around and finding Satanism as, as your thing, you're already at a point where you're, desperate for it so you don't notice it yeah that's just my take on it yeah it's uh it leaves a lot of um a lot of room for people to become i mean you, you can take it however you want but it, there's not going to be a lot of cohesion i feel like in the long term with this type of thing um Ooh, i disagree i am maybe i'm wrong i don't know i mean there cohesion and confusion i mean those seem to be opposites but i guess in our modern life Some if everyone is yeah. confused then you will trust the confused expert because it feels natural yes as some people want to want to feel superior mm. is is what they want so this offers something that's a little lighthearted where you don't have to think too much. You don't actually have to do the things that would might actually make you superior if you were to compare yourself to another person like that mm. or take that, you know, philosophy. Like, I don't think anybody's superior to anybody, so I don't go out looking for ways to make myself superior to others. But that's me. I... The, there's other people out there that the downtrodden, the others. Yeah, the others. Yeah, that's what they are. Lost, listless, downtrodden, spiritually degraded, and depleted. Yeah, and there's a there's an explanation for why uh, some people have have gone this way. At least when it comes to uh, our modern times and i I, th I thought this was particularly uh funny since the start of the trump administration there's been even more pushback against what you do yeah but there's been also that kind of concurrent uh understanding of a need for the kind of activities that the satanic temple are oh, yeah of course within hours of trump being uh okay okay so he's gonna justify Trump is once again going to be used as a scapegoat for <laughs> other people's activities. Awesome. Bring it. Well, let me roll it back a little bit. Yeah, because it's, it, This is, uh, this that, is why I think it's a part of the reason. And, you know, to get back to the start of the episode, what uh, this trend that I've been noticing recently, there you go. Yeah. That uh, makes sense. And she has some very Melinda Gates vibes going on. Here. <laughs> So. Yeah, she's very yeah, she's yeah, that's true. I didn't I didn't see that, but it just her nod and smile of yeah. She's the filmmaker. She's supposed to be 
non-biased, but she clearly is not. But. Oh, yeah, run it. Also, that kind of concurrent uh, understanding of a need for the kind of activities that the Satanic Temple are doing within hours of Trump being uh, declared president. Hours. Our membership numbers really spiked. And if we look <laughs> yeah. at the metrics for our website and other kind of web activity, there's like a straight line upward on, uh, yeah. on election night. What is that? You mean is this twenty twenty? Yeah, uh, I think this was twenty. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, but uh, so it's not Trump derangement syndrome; it's Trump derangement Satanism. Apparently. Oh my god, dude! So he literally wants me to believe that people were so distraught when Trump won that they're just like, I'm gonna. Hey, what's that website? Churchofsatan.com. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go see it. Right. Uh, well, maybe what are they, they were going to tell me. I don't know. Maybe they, it well, might have been people who had heard about, like, oh, we're fighting back against religious extremism. Yeah. And no, we're right, dear, right. And, and, yeah. you know, like, we're um, empathetic to it. Yeah. The and only then when Trump won was the evangelicals. <laughs> this yes no, and the, no true. yeah and the only reason the satanic temple has become more relevant is trump oh my goodness <laughs> well she kind of explains it a little bit oh, okay. uh with, with yeah because people realize that this was you know if they viewed it as a joke before it wasn't a joke anymore and that the the oh the, uh, rise yeah of yeah was was very real a lot of people don't understand like just how big of a part the evangelical rights vote played in the election of Donald Trump. And we leave this out of the film because, frankly, we didn't want to look at his face. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, it's sort okay. of in the world around us, right? Like, is, as much as Your like face Donald is Trump better? Himself, How's her face better? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, she's. So the evangelical, is that just a blanket term for Christian then? it's they've heard it somewhere and it's funny because she says uh i don't think a lot of people realize the right no no the, the media has been talking about this incessantly right but without really explaining any yeah to to your point it's a good question like what who, who are you referring to what is this that's what i don't understand with this evangelical meme it's just <laughs> it i thought it meant one thing like that's yeah, like the it's like the old QAnon. Like, well, yeah, but I thought it represented evangelicals represent like 10% of the population, maybe. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, is a megachurch kind of evangelical? Um, Probably. I think, I think so. Yeah. I, I guess I just didn't know how, how the evangelicals were being counted. And it doesn't surprise me that it, is way different because i don't know how anything's counted these days yeah it's a little it's almost intellectually lazy to some degree to not specify but again here we are still. yeah because you're justifying your thing and to be lazy about why it came about that's kind of on brand though isn't it it is totally yeah 100 i mean 100 it's uh i don't know why i'm surprised yeah. <laughs> not a believer in anything you know, the evangelical right really did a lot of work to, to elect him. And so and, and he's repaid them in various ways. And so I feel like the work the Satanic Temple wow. is doing is particularly resonant now. I also think that we're in such dark political times that people who 
maybe typically wouldn't uh, care what the Satanists have to say, uh, might be a little more open-minded in their desperation for answers. That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> Desperate. Yes. Desperate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, there's no one else, you know, who's really uh, he hearing my despair and I'm just, I'm just, desperate for answers oh well yeah we got because the message for you the office of president is so detrimental to my emotional well-being <laughs> that the man i didn't want in there well it is if you don't believe in anything that's exactly right <laughs> i mean it wasn't that's what's so i the the similarity between you know how they're reacting to god and it is reflected in how people not to compare trump no. to god by any means but just no. to compare yeah. uh the defining yourself by what you oppose and you just yes. become you know like it doesn't you matter your perception of what you're imposing like these... yeah and whatever is opposed to that thing i support but it doesn't matter if it's true or not or based in you know oh the rush you know he's he's you know paying him to pee on beds because he's, he's a <laughs> puppet of putin like okay i mean you know if you're gonna hate the guy at least like back it up with like things that are true <laughs> or like you're committed to a sense of truth not just opposing it do you think so, we'll ever elect a, a bipop a, a black indigenous pu puppet of putin like, <laughs> uh sorry I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see who runs for office. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but indie uh, wine is that what that's indie wire? Uh, yeah, and her name. I want to point out her name is Penny Lane. Apparently, get out of here. That's stupid. <laughs> apparently, yes, it's, that is supposedly her real name. I wonder, does anybody think that it's possible to take so much LSD that your child has no hope of any sort of faith whatsoever? <laughs> it's just a, I don't know. Gotta get off that credit karma, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so funny. I'm just going to my fucking, uh, I don't know if this is smart, but. <sighs> um, so I wanted to point out um, for those listening or uh, watching, whatever you might, you know, it, it doesn't matter, but <laughs> the, uh, there's a satanic conference that happens every year, uh, Satan con. And I, I found out that for 2023, uh, they are still requiring the vax and, uh, the mask. Oh, and so I, as somebody who's not a Satanist, but empathetic towards the Satanists who didn't follow this version of the science, because, you know, there's maybe a few. I don't know. Uh, anyway, I wanted to I, I wrote them. And I pointed out how their uh, vaccine requirement is bullshit. And I said, uh, you know, hello, I'm writing because your requirement for vaccination violates my self-identity, my personal decision regarding my health. And I find this discriminatory, exclusionary. It certainly does not make me feel welcome to be who I am. 
and alienates me from this community. And since we now know the vaccine does not prevent transmission, I'd like an explanation of why this policy is in effect and how it doesn't contradict with official satanic philosophy regarding one's self-rule and ownership. Um, because, you know, I, I've been studying their shit. And uh, yeah. so they wrote back. They said, uh, hello, Adrian. <laughs> the satanic temple believes in science. The science on vaccines, including the COVID-19 vaccine, demonstrates they are safe. And they... <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that, but okay. And they do, in fact, reduce the spread of disease. Uh, oh, do that's, they? That's a lie. This is January 12th, wow. uh, 2023. Over a year after we've... Uh, the, even the mainstream has said this. I know. Uh, as well as... And this continues. As well as reduce the severity of illness and prevent hospitalization. In addition, proper masking has been proven to reduce viral load exposure, and we now have significant flu and RSV infections to worry about this year also. Oh, just for being a Satan worshiper, she is certainly scared of the afterlife. I don't know. Um, no solution is perfect, but not even trying will always be worse, statistically speaking. Is that true? Is Again, that logical? Show the statistics. <laughs> No, that's her truth, and it doesn't harm you unless I force you to fucking inject something. Oh, dude! And speaking speaking of being intellectually lazy, yeah, she's still on the first talking point. I know. One point oh. It's yeah. What are you gonna say? It's ninety five percent effective too. Right. Yeah. Uh, As with any of our tenants, there's a balancing act. They do not exist alone in a vacuum, and one should always be informed by the others. While tenant three, one's body is invaluable, subject to one's own will alone, does advocate for bodily autonomy, that has to be balanced against tenant one. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. And most importantly in this case, tenant five, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should never... Or one should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs, as in it reduces the spread. She's quoting scripture on <laughs> yeah. In summary, we believe the benefits of masking and vaccination are significant enough to maintain this policy for at least the 2023 event. And I wrote back and uh, she didn't respond, but <laughs> mm, surprise, surprise. Um, but that I mean, again, that level of <laughs> one should never take care. One should, or sorry, one should take care never to distort scientific facts. I mean, uh, how much more obvious of a distortion do you want to say than, than that? Right. Get I don't believe you are the program, me. lady. Yeah. You know, like you're not even close to uh, <laughs> what is the science these days. Or actual engaged human dialogue. Yeah, with you. not not even. Yeah, right. <sighs> like you weren't distorting any scientific facts. No, I wasn't trying to. No, you had different reasons, and you weren't even like. Ah, I'm surprised she responded. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, I I was. It was nice to get a response, but. Um, yeah. 
made for good content anyway, but yeah, man, it's that's fine. really didn't help their case. And, you know, right. after seeing that, I, I definitely don't want to attend this year. It was not, it was on the fence, but maybe next year, man. Yeah. I'll give it I'll, another year. Yeah. Of <laughs> maybe an effective vaccine out there. But that, that worship of science is a definitely, and this is something I've noticed, even in people who are not Satanists, which apparently like, since they don't worship Satan, maybe people who aren't Satanists can be Satanists. And it's, it becomes this big trap. Um, well, they're all good leads. Satanism. <laughs> yeah. They get, the, it's uh, just kind of get you stuck down this kind of confusing uh, trail of breadcrumbs they're leaving, but they believe in science. I believe in science and that idea that <laughs> we've been, it's been thrown around a lot since COVID. Uh, I trust the science. I, my faith, my faith is in the science. Uh, it's a primary tenant of their belief system. And I found this clip of the great oh. Bill Cooper talking about um, this idea and how it relates to uh, Satan and why, it, why it makes sense. Oh, uh, I have to skip forward on this a little bit, but which, by the way, we should start streaming on Rumble if we're going to, because we are uh, we are not streaming on anywhere right now. It's fine. We'll still post this. Yeah. Um, you think we'll but, get taken down? I mean, we got one strike left, and we're we're out of there. Hmm. Um, no, we can't do that. Oh, get fully kicked off of YouTube? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we got to try try not to, but yeah, I mean, we'll I don't know what different account. Yeah, we, we can't be uh... eventually. Uh, yeah, we got to do non controversial stuff. Apparently, well, no, I'll tell you the reason after. Okay. Right. One of the one of the greatest misconceptions that anyone can have is that man is God. Man is not God. We're a fragment of that. We, we are a fragment of God, but man has to understand that no part can be as great or greater than the whole. Mm -hmm. So man cannot set himself up as God. People who think that man is God and worship knowledge and technology and believe that by the use of knowledge and technology, man can become God or can be God mm -hmm. are actually practicing Satanism. And I'll wow. tell you why. The worship of knowledge is Satanism. The concept that man can be God or is God is Satanism. Not because I'm a Bible thumper or anything like that, but because if you believe the story in the Bible that Satan enticed Eve to pick the apple from the tree of knowledge mm -hmm. and make Adam eat it, which is the original sin, uh, myth, yeah. then you have to understand if that apple represents knowledge, then the worship of that apple is Satanism because the whole thing was instigated is Satanism because the whole thing was instigated by Satan. And who is the, who is the serpent? The, the New World Power? I really don't know. Oh, the, the you, have, government? you have to understand that I'm not a prophet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't have any knowledge of all that. I, I would say, though, that they certainly worship knowledge and have the concept that through technology man is God. Therefore, I would have to say that, that that's probably right, although I'm going to have to tell you and your audience, you have to decide that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, worshiping knowledge without in and of itself being your religion uh it makes sense why a lot of people who 
you know, trust the science um, or are believe the science are drawn to, to also the, you know, the science, we, we believe in science here at this religion. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a sort of man worship as well, or human worship because it, in order to get that science that you trust so much, you have to be scientific. That's a person. They have to design the, uh, they're like the high priest. The scientists are better than you are. Not you, but as a scientism person. Oh, I I trust the science because it's too smart for me. You know, and they know better than I do. What do I know? Mm-hmm. Again, you got your degraded, desperate people with no self-confidence, which is different than self-worship. You know, be confident in what you're able to do. Um as a creation of God. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it is very, um, it's self-defeating to some extent when it's not based on, or if it's just based on, I, I believe in progress. I believe in technology you don't have any moral guide for where you're going to go or what you are going to follow in the future when the science changes or when, Oh, we make this progress. And uh, and then here we are. I mean, the the thing that matters is progress with technology because we believe technology will save us. Uh, But that in and of itself allows for uh, the back door of some really bad belief systems and ideologies, you know? Yeah, especially if you're putting your faith in, in into something that's not even a, a real. Like science isn't in itself isn't real. It's a process. It's a it's a way to conduct data gathering. It's not even knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's the process of getting knowledge. So yeah, how do you? How do you worship a process as a as a thing or as a? But it's not the only process to gain knowledge. Mm-hmm. You can gain knowledge through philosophy. They call those soft sciences. Why are they soft? Because they're not hard. What's a hard science? Facts, data, things that can't be disputed. Okay, you're gonna tell me you're gonna worship what then? Data. <laughs> You know, yeah, you can't. It's hard to wear. What are you going to wear? Just numbers, gonna, binary around your neck, and right, even worshiping numbers. Okay, you worship math and and the numbered numerical order of the universe, but you're just going to worship numbers mm-hmm. or somebody that can do math a little bit better than you and make you feel stupid. Therefore, they're superior to you. It don't make sense. But again. Like you're saying, I believe earlier is it's not even about Satanism. Some of the atheists, like I don't know, a certain Spotify podcast all day, all night. Um, <laughs> even him, like he, I think he's a great guy, but man, he when he talks about, he's just blown away. It's like too much DMT, and you're just lost in that realm of like 
uh, you know, the science channel or like those physics episodes of the history channel or something where you're just obsessed and lost in that world of how the universe was created, not by God or by God, but like the process of how. So mm. let's just say God created the big bang. Well, we're worshiping the thing that he made. You know, it's like those sad scenes in movies where your grandfather carves you a, a wooden owl and you sit there your whole life obsessing over that wooden owl. And you're not really, it's not your grandfather. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just seems so weird to me. It's, it's a form of materialism that I'm just not comfortable because I'll throw anything away. I don't really care although i do keep things around yeah it's i mean it's kind of a form of idolatry and materialism and if you don't have a grounding and why that may be bad or maybe not necessarily bad but like um i don't know a dead end. materialism to, is a dead end if that's your entire belief system yeah in in, in a lot of ways uh some people wouldn't see it that way but uh, I mean, I never really thought about this, but I, and I don't know if this is biblical or not, but like where it's like man shall inherit the earth and use the earth to his purposes or something, you know, paraphrasing. And then I see like you make the case like, oh, you know, like you, man is just raping the earth or whatever, but those are just materials typically especially with like forestry, those things can be regrown. And that kind of materialism is useful. You know, those materials are useful to build or create. Right. But just worshiping that for the sake of it without use, you know, because that's that's part of the things that when I keep material items around the house and I hold on to them, I'm always... The question always comes, do I, can I use this in the future? Mm. Like glass bottles. I have this idea that I have probably a hundred glass bottles, all the kombucha I've drank up in my life. But I'm like, in the future, if the shit hits the fan, glass bottles are going to be worth a lot of money <laughs> to barter because they're useful. Yeah. You know, they can store liquids. They can store many things, so and they're easy to carry around. But I don't know I digress on that. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> it is. Um, a lot of this is nihilism, essentially, and a lack of meaning, and a lack of having a. I don't know any guideposts that you could share with somebody that would, you know, like a map. You're you're trying to provide a map for reality or existence when it comes to a belief system or a religion. And it might be through metaphor or, you know, the teachings of, um, you know, your chosen um, mystic or whoever it is. But if you're, if your map, which it isn't the territory, but it is still supposed to explain what that territory is. If that map doesn't lead generally the person you share it with to the same place when you say, Hey, this is there. And that person's like, Oh, well, <clears throat> Oh, I, Oh, you mean so that there could also be over there. 
then you're never going to arrive at the same place. And reality is by its own, by its uh, nature, very confusing and not consistent and difficult to explain. And that type of philosophy, it's just, <clears throat> I mean, it, it is inversion. It's like up is down, black is white. Uh, it's you wouldn't have one without the other, but um, by acknowledging that, you're also kind of like taking the meaning away from the up or the down, or the left or the right, and it it's hard to, in my sense of my exposure to this, it's hard to get any sort of coherent direction. Um, at least as somebody who's trying to take this philosophy for something that isn't supposed to confuse people, you know, like let's mm -hmm. at least I, I don't think a lot of people get into an organization because they're trying to be confused, you know? Right. Or but, others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not the case for everybody, but I, I would think that that's generally like, man, Oh man, you gotta come to like my, my organization is going to confuse the shit out of you. Like you're yeah. going to totally not know anything afterward. Like, is that really the sales pitch for anything? No, but yeah, um, that that's just my sense of it. Um, but Hey, I mean, if you go to McDonald's and get a big Mac, it's best to just eat it and not sit there and ponder <laughs> if it's really beef, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like as that lady said, like it's, we have to just, you know, have to do something or whatever it was we said like <laughs> odds are in favor of this being good because we're do we're at least we're doing it right. so by eating it eating the burger i mean it's progress something man something it's something you're engaged <laughs> and it's not that um <clears throat> well i found this breakdown of uh the seven tenants that that girl earlier was uh bringing up mm. or sorry um human animal i should say uh, i don't want to describe a uh, gender to her but um these guys i think they're from i think they're catholics because it's pints with aquinas so i think they're um mm. uh, you know from what are they doing like happy hour with jesus or something? yeah i don't know i don't know if they're drinking uh what they're what they're having there huh. um so i thought their breakdown of the seven tenants was pretty interesting and a, i think a a good response from the you know the other side of the coin so to speak about um why these tenants may not be what they appear to be or what the, what the issue might be How did we get here? I, I think that's the right question to begin with. I, mean, I, I mean, think first of all, I think there's a lot of people who are like this. this these they aren't deeply disordered. They they, right. they they seem great. Like, look, one should right. strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures, in accordance with reason. Wouldn't you yeah. agree with that? On the surface, it sounds really, really good. Okay, yes, it really does. It sounds great. Um, so, are you familiar with the term enthymy? Aristotle uses it to describe a statement that is a conclusion to an argument that has assumptions. Uh, so I, I missed that because you broke up. Am I am I familiar with which word? The word the word enthymeme. 
Um, oh, oh, yes, yes. Sorry, I thought you said yes. empathy. Uh-huh, yep. I'm sorry, yeah. Everybody's familiar with empathy. Not everybody's familiar with enthemies. The idea that you could put forward a statement, and if you ignore its underlying assumptions, it can mean anything to anybody. Yes. So we can't just take what they're saying here and apply Aristotelian or Christ-like principles to it to interpret it. Um, there's a fundamental assumption of not just secularism, but materialism, through which we must interpret this. So when, it, when someone from the secular humanist culture or from the satanic temple, when they say the word reason, they're talking about self-referential subjective reason, mm. which is always problematic. And reason that is in accord with nature, that is in accord with reality, that's, that's always good. So reasons that is, that, is, that is in accord with reality subordinates things like compassion and empathy because compassion and empathy are appetitive app their appetites their their sense appetites in fact we call them the passions um, animals and humans share passions and empathy is a small subset of our passion of sadness we have we have the capacity to feel sorrow as animals do and empathy is a particular kind of sadness which is appropriate sometimes and at other times it's not. Um, so, so we have a real problem here with defining the word reason. Uh, using reason in an Aristotelian way, it would seem that that would be true. But look at the order. First, they say the universal premise here is we should have compassion and empathy towards all creatures. And then the minor premise is in accord with reason, which really means according to you. And that makes it problematic for this reason. If you have the right use of reason above all your passions, that's rightly ordered. The satanic temple assumes that passions are overarching and that reason is subordinated to empathy and compassion, which makes reason deeply disordered. In fact, it makes it rationalization. Okay. So, so that's, that's deeply problematic. It sounds great. But we can't rip this statement out of the context in which the satanic temple asserts it. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of the problem I'm having. And I, the last thing I want to do is play devil's advocate for the devil here. Forgive me. But, you know, could, couldn't it be the case that maybe we're reading too much into these seven tenets that we haven't allowed the, the Satanists to define what they mean by these seven things? You know, like it sounds like you're reading this one line as if here's the major premise, here's the minor premise, when maybe it was just clumsily worded. Tell me to shut up at yes. any point. No, Matt, no. You up. need to ask these questions because that's why people find it appealing. It's not clumsily worded at all. It's very well, it's perfectly worded. But here's the first thing we have to recognize that's not in this statement. Compassion and empathy are not unqualified goods. We've been conditioned to think they are. Empathy is not always appropriate. Right. Neither is compassion. In the face of evil, uh, empathy is not, not reasonable. And you might think they're suggesting that here, mm. uh, but you do have to know a little bit about the foundational assumptions of the satanic temple. I, I, okay, continue. So, so if, we, if we take something like the city of God, the idea that uh, when one loves God to the contempt of self, you, you, you put things in the right order. But when one loves self to the contempt of God, there's, there's the movement towards atheism. So an atheist, there's there's two kinds of things. In the way C.S. Lewis says it in Miracles, he says there's supernaturalism and naturalism. 
Naturalism, C.S. Lewis says, is the whole shebang is materialism. There's nothing beyond the material. Mm -hmm. And if there's nothing beyond the material, then reason, which is an immaterial faculty, becomes a material faculty. And so the assumption of the satanic temple is that not only does Satan not exist, but nothing exists beyond the material. Right, which is probably why they've put all creatures instead of human beings, huh? Yes, all creatures. And that, that false equality of creatures, that the rejection of the hierarchical order of mm-hmm. creation is now flattened out to all creatures. Um, so it is a naturalistic, a secular humanist venture. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder why they decided, and I think I do know why, but I wonder why they added accordance with reason. Like, why not just say one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures? Because that accordance and reason is the one thing that trips us up. It's that grain of truth that if this were rightly ordered, that would be true. We should have compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accord with reason. That's true, but not from the assumption of naturalism. That's true from the grounds of supernaturalism. Or as Augustine would say, from the city of God, it's, it's right. In the city of man, it's not right. It's arbitrary, subjective, and self-referencing. And, and it is, it is an, a statement of unqualified value to compassion and empathy. Hmm. I mean, the qualification is in accordance with reason, but it's, if it's subjective, that makes right. it arbitrary. Right, yeah. Or even if it's just materialistic, hugely problematic. Yeah. Would you mind, Stephen, if I put up that uh, billboard? Yes, I think that really. kind of uh, uh, you know, plays into this here. Hmm. I keep listening to that. Yeah. I mean, I could, but there's a there's another part where they're uh, discussing morality um, and how that relates to this organization. I think this was a good clip worth listening to as well. Thesis was just how we have understood morality in this day and age, right? It's this idea that it's not about the fittingness of certain acts or the ends uh, in human actions. Rather, it's just a matter of not usurping another's autonomy. So hmm. if someone's immoral, they are stopping you from doing the thing you want to do. And the thing you want to do is totally fine so long as it doesn't usurp another's authority. That's basically what we mean by morality today. Yes. And that's, I think that's built into the seven tenets as well. Yeah. That notion that's in here. Um, yes, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. That's the fourth one. That's really interesting. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego yeah. your own. Yes, yeah, so a, that's that's yeah. the idea because we shouldn't really encroach upon another's freedom, I suppose. I mean, you would have to qualify that statement, but that's all we mean by morality today. That's all we mean by it. And then if we are encroaching on another's freedom by killing them whether they're old and annoying or in the womb and burdensome, then we just redefine what they are. Yes, that's exactly right. Or what, what it is we're doing to them. Yes. I heard uh, President Obama say a few years ago on TV, he said, do your own will, just harm no one. <laughs> I, 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 it's not an exact quote, but it's close. I know I just quoted the Wiccan Creed, but I, that's our national, and that's what you just said. Yeah. Do your own will, but harm no one. Um, that's from the satanic tenets as well. Um, I found this, I found this 
this two comments I'd love to read under the fourth one. Sure. Can I read these real quick? There was a there was a young guy objecting. He said he was responding to the fourth when he says, I thought about Satanism and I personally cannot respect the fourth tenet of that, that the ability to offend someone must be protected. It implies that people like me who deviate from the norm in some way, such as being black, LGBTQIA or neurodiversive or whatever else is fair game. I'm not black, but I am autistic and do question my sexuality and have received so much abuse for it. So that's that's one person saying I'm okay with six tenets. Just this fourth one bothers me because I I don't think we should give license to offend. It's almost a good point. But the response is this. The fourth tenet is not about the right to discriminate against minorities or other persecuted groups. It's best understood in the context of heresy and free thought. From the membership page on the site, it quote, in addition to upholding the tenets and mission of the national organization, the Satanic Temple in New York City as a local chapter is committed to maintaining an environment of respect and support both at in-person events and online. Misogyny, transphobia, racism, anti-Semitism, ableism, or bigotry of any kind have no place in the Satanic Temple. Right. So, so who gets to be offended and why or why not? Yeah, that's a good point. Because when I read that, I thought it kind of sounds a little like the First Amendment. Like, you have the right to express your opinion. But they have the right to say that uh, you can't offend these groups because that's discrimination. But there's no context provided in this in this tenet. Yeah, there's no definition of offense either. Yeah. Like, what is offense? It's the, the scale, the spectrum is so wide. You know what it reminds me of are those resist bumper stickers that just that just say resist yeah. and you're like, "Well, what are you resisting? The bad thing." Well, what's the bad thing? Trump. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, basically whatever the current thing is. That's what we're you, yeah. Although, yeah. 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 And the assumption that we have to go off of is that resisting is good and worthwhile. Right. Even though there's old age thought, science, as you might say, mm-hmm. that say what you resist persists. So right. That, so why not have a, a bumper sticker that says persist? Well, yeah, it's or not a ignore. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Because why would you focus your attention on something that you hate so much? Yeah, and I think I think these guys do a really good job of explaining the uh, the problem with self-referential philosophy because it doesn't have that uh, you know universal truth that it, it lacks context yeah. and it's like oh well not offend that well how am I supposed to read that tenant and not think that hey somebody might like how how would they not uh, say oh yeah I'm gonna offend the people that I don't like. And what if it was not the chosen people that we didn't clarify there? Mm-hmm. It's just, Oh, offend, offend the, uh, the people that we're opposing that, <laughs> but we're not going to put that in the tenants, but why not? Why not even try? It's just, it's, uh, I don't know if it's laziness or just ill-conceived, but I, I mean, I tend to think on a higher part of the organization maybe it's uh there there is a possibility that it's 
kind of insidious and oh for sure this game um, has been passed nefarious down nefarious in some way for years know? yeah at the very level. deceptive yeah yeah we're talking kings and queens for hundreds and hundreds of years being involved in this but always being isolated by their own stone walls you know mm. whereas the the peasants might not be against them but they're not going to join sides with them on a religion that's so stupid like this like they always say there was they were so backwards back then but like i don't know or even rural america like it's pretty hard to bullshit somebody living out in a rural area <laughs> you know what i mean it's a lot easier to bullshit people in the city yeah it's that actual common sense not yeah. the stuff that they pair it whenever they want to pass some new law but yeah yeah that's uh that's missing today because i think uh postmodern intellectualism is very can be very confusing without the right uh guideposts to ground us and this is uh there's i don't know if you want to listen to a little bit more of this um i'm good on that i'm good on that yeah you good yeah yeah um but yeah, I think just generally, um, you need to be able to explain things in a coherent way. And I feel, you know, again, as somebody who is not, I'm not defined by a particular religion, I still have a, a desire for truth and to be able to describe some sense of truth. And I would, I would think that truth inherently, uh, has to have some degree of universal uh, characteristics, you know? Would you agree? About truth? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the truth is truth for everyone and everything and every moment of... Like literal truth, not like... Yeah, that's that that not just stuff that sounds true, like stuff that is that is truth is <laughs> true. I mean, it'll um, be true whether somebody believes it or not. Right. Yeah, it but doesn't. That, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> that's kind of hard because the devil's doing his thing through Satanism. He's doing it well because it's making it hard to argue against. Although in my core, I know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. but i'm sure if we put in for a debate i'd i would get mopped up just yeah see, see what, there's an out at every step here for the satanist i i read a comment i don't know if it was to this video but somebody said the devil doesn't want people to believe in him they want people to believe in nothing mm-hmm. um and that's that person's perspective but uh i don't know i it that seems through th- this type of philosophy to kind of make sense because if you believe in nothing then you can believe in a lot of things that you claim not to believe in um, well, okay check this all their tenants this guy saying that they they're, um, you know, I don't know the terms and, and what you're <clears throat> calling like self-referential philosophy. Is that what you're saying? Or um, Yeah, that's kind of my takeaway. Of... But yeah, so if 
if all the tenants are that, then when you break them down, the tenants mean nothing. Mm-hmm. So you have all these people literally believing in these tenants, literally believing in nothing. Mm-hmm. There's no substance to it, to these tenants. If they can be twisted and turned, then they're not really tenants. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a... which makes them nothing mm-hmm. if they claim to be tenants and are not. So it, yeah, it makes sense that everything becomes its opposite. And they, they talk about that constantly. I'm the other, which is mm-hmm. the opposite from the, the source or whatever, the other <laughs> thing that you're saying that if there's two things there. Yeah. Again, um, let's just worship, worship numbers for a second. Yeah. What's the opposite of one? Negative one, right? Mm-hmm. Add them together and what do you get? Nothing. Mm. Nothing. Mm. Yeah, it's negating. Isn't it negating reality in that way? Yeah, it's definitely, I think it's negating these people's consciousness and rationality and and any other. No, you know what it's negating? It's negating people's natural discernment given to them by God. Mm. Is what it's doing. Because the, these people should be able to, and I mean these people like these others here, they should be able to figure out that this is BS. And then maybe they have and they continue to to go on with it. That's something. Their their discernment of how that's not a good idea is is negated. Which allows for a lot of uh, things to sneak in. A lot. It's almost like it's holding the door open for <laughs> Satan. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, whether, you and know, and if it's clever. just, if it's, if we don't want to use the biblical uh, guy, it, I, if you want to use just secularism, I still think it's opening the door for uh, evil. <laughs> yes. Bad things. That's what's so baffling about it is, you don't even need the word of God to refute this yet. It persists so much, which almost makes me want to stop resisting it. Not that I was, but like there's something about it that makes me feel like it needs to be fought against. Mm. And I don't know what that is. And now I'm not sure that that's really the point. Maybe something else needs to be fought for instead of fighting against this. Right. You know what I mean? It's an interesting realization. Personally. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> again, you see that in politics with Antifa or even like the Proud Boys. Like you define yourself by what you oppose. You then end up kind of becoming that or at least you're defined by you're, you're always uh, – you have to be in favor of something before it. Like, I think it's fine to oppose other things. Sure. But to have that be your total identity. Right. That's, even if it's 51 to 49, you should lean in favor of um, being in favor of something and mm-hmm. putting your energy mm-hmm. more into that than what you oppose as mm-hmm. much as po- possible. Yeah. Cause <laughs> it's easy for that 49 to become 51 mm-hmm. and then it's something you don't want. I mean, I, 
Yeah. And look at, I mean, at the end, <laughs> at the end of the day, with all those people that resisted Trump, he got what? Over 10 million more votes than he did four years prior. <laughs> if we're going to believe those numbers, he got 10 million more. Right. So how'd that work out for the resistance? Well, they, <clears throat> they're still resisting Trump, even though he's not even in office anymore. Um, yeah. They just want to steal the show yeah. or the election one or the other. <laughs> Or your mind. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Rob Reiner. You see that guy's <laughs> Twitter presence? He's completely taken over by the the derangement. Dude, so bad. It's uh, it's scary. It is, and then I'm wondering if it's really uh, something to empathize with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to this. I like this, but I want to digest this on my own here more of this guy i like what this guy's saying here mm. guy on the right the guy on yeah the right. he I, I watched a good good part of this video and it's worth uh diving into further yeah um <clears throat> but yeah i you know i i don't say in closing because we can keep going as long as we want on this topic um i think we'll come more, back to this more topic. to say about it yeah yeah I, you know i think we can we can wrap it up a little bit here but not wrap it up completely because now i i don't know i i got hit with a profound realization personal in the past 10 minutes and mm. You know, because I don't know if it's just the scary character or the devil or the stupidity of the people that follow him, but it's just, I feel like I've resisted it for so long. It's something to fear. And now I just find it interesting. Hmm. Not like I'm running down the joint. I mean, interesting in a way that I find it interesting that it's not. It's incredibly silly and stupid. Yet, so many people are falling into it. Like mm -hmm. you said, your circle group is becoming more and more um, amenable, if that's the word. Yeah, I wouldn't say across the board necessarily with you know everyone in my social circle, but it's it's common enough. You, it's though. a com it's common enough for me to to ponder. Yeah, you know, and like notice. how how why is this happening and how is it happening and mm -hmm. what's the appeal and you know and again it's not to try to deride somebody's perspective because I think it's um, <laughs> it's easy to do that either way and there's a there's a problem with that without at least trying to understand the root of it. Now I, I did find it interesting how he was saying like, there's some things that you don't want to have empathy for when it comes to the existence of evil. And if right. evil is being committed, um, you don't want to just empathize with the evil person because, Oh, they had a whatever. That's just their, <laughs> that's their truth. Right. Um, you you do want to make an attempt to not have that become a reality. Um, 
or not let it grow you know mm-hmm. what i mean like and i <clears throat> you know I, people will come to their own conclusions and i'm not trying to beat anything over a person's head but i do think it's important to um consider the implications and intentions of what what it is you believe about the world how you see yourself how you live being true to your word i think that's was it the four agreements that guy uh i think it's miguel ruiz the guy that wrote that book but one of them is staying true to your word um and if your word is uh you say words are meaningless it's like well how are you talking like we're, we're kind of proving that point wrong by the fact that we're still able to communicate. Um, but if you mm-hmm. raise to a, a higher level, uh, a breakdown in that communication, it's, it just creates so much dissonance. And it seems like that's almost the point is there's harmony in nature, in the world, in existence. And if you're, you see your role is to create dissonance and that harmony. It's there's going to be some shit that ricochets back on you or, you know, the world or just it's again, it creates the dialectic that can lead to unnecessary conflict just because it's being defined by opposing one thing or the other. And Mm -hmm. I do think that's a, a very uh, potentially dangerous outlook to have no matter where you're coming from but i think it's important maybe to um still have a good sense of up and down mm-hmm. and being able to define reality because there is objective truth out there mm-hmm. so i agree I think it might be a problem if more and more people start to believe this type of thing as a way to escape their uh, unwanted objective reality, objective Mm. truth, not just their truth, but the one that they run from by creating their truth. Mm. So by embracing the dissonance, they're easing their cognitive dissonance about the fact that there is harmony and that's that scares them so instead they embrace the dissonance of uh running from the harmony it's we it's weird yeah which creates more harmony yeah at least according to their viewpoint of it and mine too and and i mean like kind of i look at harmony and maybe it's like karma or something like the more and more you do one thing that has an opposing consequences the more that consequence is going to show up there has to be a balance mm. harmony is balanced to me i guess but if there's a better definition i'll not view it as such because i don't need my own perspective to uh, rule the day now maybe there are some some of the the more aware uh benevolent satanists out there maybe by having this conversation 
uh, we're becoming more in touch with the Harmon Harmon no sorry God harmonious that's ironic uh, nature of reality uh, and we're seeking to understand truth better so is is that a good thing I <clears throat> I guess in some sense but depends where you're looking yeah I think. yeah is that there that force of um, kind of nihilistic confusion is that a good thing I, I mean if it overtakes a majority of people in one way or the other I don't think it is absolutely not um yeah i know it's not yeah um, absolutely so i think it's important to see where this is uh where this could take us or where it has taken us as a society and uh you know to ask questions about what it is uh you're believing in if you happen to get taken by this type of thinking. Yeah. Ultimately it's your choice, but uh <laughs> start asking questions. Yeah. And remember... Don't don't stop. And and if you ask questions to the the church and they give you an answer that's uh <laughs> something like the thing I wrote today or read today, um move on yeah maybe don't keep go to that looking. conference yeah keep looking yeah i'm sure we'll we'll do another episode on this but um it's been um it was a fun i'd say just fun but enlightening and it was very, well suffered yeah and i suffered through a lot of different you did. Uh, videos you did. I, I listened to a podcast the hail satan podcast uh, <laughs> it wasn't the worst podcast i've listened to but it wasn't uh yeah it was well, a journey take a shower <laughs> annoy yourself yeah um say a prayer or meditate or uh just go for a walk if you need to. Or just thank God you're not a Satanist. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, with that, um, this has been fun. Absolutely, my man. And uh, we'll try not to get kicked off anymore. <laughs> yeah, we've been kicked off for probably like two hours now. Right on. Uh, but, uh,